The Sabbath Podcast, the balm of cleared for the wounded, the ray of hope for the hopeless, the lights for those in darkness, the voice of infinite possibility. The Sabbath Podcast, overcoming through the power of testimony. All right, good day, everyone. My name is Fashionable Michael Olaito. I'm excited to welcome you to a powerful moment podcast to share edifying and inspiring testimonies that can build up your faith and propel your victory. And that today I have with me a very wonderful guest in the person of Anuba Olusheyi Princess Liz. She's a virtual assistant. She's a teacher marketer and she's an entrepreneur. And together we'll be dissecting what God has done for her and how God has helped her to navigate a difficult moments. And I believe at the end of this podcast, you'll be mightily blessed. Once again, thank you so much for the feedback. Thank you so much for the engagement. Thank you so much for the support. I would like you to please help me share this podcast with your friends and family. Let them be blessed through the instrument of testimonies of my guest. So without further ado, let's dive in. I'm going to bring on my guest right away. Good day. We are happy to have you. Thank you so much for honoring our call. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on your show. All right. Uh, for sake of those that are listening, uh, Please, I would like you to tell us about yourself and in quick succession, tell us about growing up. How does it look like? Okay, thank you. Once again, my name is Olusheyi. Um, I grew up in a family, a small family, so to speak, with four kids. And I was the eldest, or I am the eldest, actually, and... Growing up was fun. There were lots of great experiences and everything was fine up until when there was an economic um, issue in my family and my parents lost their main source of livelihood and things turned down. But then generally life was fine. We went to church mostly. We were church kids. We attended all the practices and programs. We made friends. And from a very young age, I already told myself I would like to serve God. Even though I also wanted to have a taste of the world a bit, I knew that even if I tasted the world, I wanted to serve Jesus. I wanted Jesus to be my best friend. So sometime after that, just when I was a teenager, I took a stand for the truth that I have been taught. And up until now, God has been faithful. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God for that. Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to put this question to the preceding one. Now, I would like you to share with us, uh, can you describe the moment when you decided to follow Jesus? Uh, if you can make it elaborate, what are the things that led to making that final decision by saying yes and opening the door for the grace of peace? Okay, thank you very much. Um, I wouldn't really say there was a particular, I don't know the exact time, 
that I decided that I wanted to serve Jesus. But you know, being a church girl, every Sunday you hear the word of God at home. My parents would teach us. And we had a lot of examples of good and evil around that were enough to tell us that this path is better than the other path. And whichever one you choose, there will be consequences. So I'm a very realistic person. I like to tell myself the truth, even if it's bitter. And I told myself that I want to have a peaceful, loving, happy life. And I want God to be happy with me as well. So regardless of whatever the challenges may be, I would prefer to stay on the right path. And that was it for me. It was difficult for me to get saved. I was always, you know, when you've been in church for a while, for a long time as a child, people would think you're saved because you dress like a child of God. You don't tell lies. You already act saved. But I knew in my heart I wasn't saved. Uh, About 14, thereabouts. And I would say that was the best decision of my life ever. I'm grateful that I took it at an early stage. By then, I wasn't even living with my parents anymore. I was living far away from home. But I decided that, no, I'll just do this right now. And that was it. It's really great. You know, it's, it's such a privilege to actually say yes to Jesus at that age. There are a lot of opportunities. So briefly tell us, how has been different since you, you say yes to Jesus in one of two ways? How has your life been different? um thank you very much my life has been different in a lot of ways um despite the fact that i was well behaved as a child generally even when i was not saved there were still things in my life that showed me that i wasn't on the right path i had a very bad temper as a child it was so bad that i literally would taste bitterness in my throat (laughs) I don't know if anybody has had that experience before. Like when I'm really angry at someone, especially my siblings, you know, being the first, when things go wrong in the in, in, among my siblings, I'll take the blame for it. So I'll be so angry. I'll be so furious. And I'll literally be tasting bile in my throat, like one bitter feeling. It almost be as if I should squeeze them to death or something. I told myself, this can't be normal. No, 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 this can't be normal. Why would I be angry at my own siblings? This bad, like, what did they even do? I was one asking myself these questions, like, what did they even do to me? Is it not just for this small issue? Why am I so angry? If I keep remain, if I remain like this, that means I'll be a very bitter adult. I mean, I told myself that I was still probably less than ten. And then I was telling God, remove the spirit of anger from me. I don't want to remove the spirit of anger from me. From me. Before I now finally got saved. Mm. You know? God removed that spirit of anger completely. Mm. Now, you would hardly catch me angry. And mm. even when I'm angry, I would hardly even react. I would just probably just go home, just find a place to stay and just keep quiet and watch you. But back then, mm. no, you, you can't go scot-free. You annoy me, I'll give it to you. I even remember back in primary school when my classmates would come and um, employ me to help them insult their friends. They told me, I didn't know, they told me that I had a very good, bad mouth. And if someone offended them, they would say, don't worry, I'll tell you to come and insult you for me. She would would insult nonsense out of you. And I looked at myself, I said, really? Like I'm that bad? 
And I said, no, I just need to get saved because there's no way <laughs> this will get better <laughs> except it gets worse. And those are the things that made me say, no, I just have to. And since I got saved, that spirit left, spirit of anger, the bitterness, God took it away. Amen. Amen. Oh, I, I love that. You see, there's always a difference when Christ comes in and uh, I give thanks to God for that great difference. So, I know God must have helped you uh, a lot of times. I'd like you to share with us a particular time that God helped you that when you evaluate it, you realize that uh, if God did not show up, there's going to be in a messy situation, but you enjoy God's help. If there are moments like that, I'd like you to share with us. God has really helped me in different areas of my life ever since I gave my life to Christ, um, especially in the area of provision. I think I mentioned it at the beginning that I my parents had financial problems and being the first child it affected me greatly in fact it was a, it's a miracle that i was able to go to the university because even secondary school was difficult i remember that my wife fees were paid by i think an uncle of mine or something god has really showed himself very faithful especially in my finances i'll say that because that was a serious issue for me my parents literally sent me to school with, don't worry, God, go with you. I had only my transport money several times when, you know, when school is resuming and other people are having big bags with rice, beans, yam, provisions, I would only come back to school with myself, <laughs> my transport money, maybe left with probably two or three hundred naira for transport to school for that week. And then they would say, don't worry, if God provides anything, we'll send to you. And I literally survived five years of university that way many times when it's time to pay school fees almost to the deadline like the day of the deadline when they say if you don't pay today you're losing your admission or you you have to defer that's that that particular day is when i'll finally pay my school fees because god will just provide the money somehow like last minute vision i've enjoyed it several several times and I just look at myself and say, I'm a product of the wonders of God. And mm. not only me, same thing happened for my siblings. Mm. Literally, come to school, we there was nothing like new clothes, new shoes. Oh, my child has gotten admission and all. We literally just went based on, just go, don't worry, God will provide. And we'll be mm. looking at the sky. I'm, I'm saying, God will provide, right? Okay, let's see. They said it's closing on Friday. Today is Thursday. It's Thursday night. Nothing. I, I remember one time when I was in 400 level, no, 500 level. That's my final year. Mm-hmm. And school fees was not forthcoming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked at myself that particular Thursday. School fees payment was supposed to close on Friday. And I said, so I've come four years into this university thing. And the fifth year, the last school fees I'm going to pay, this is how everything will just come down to nothing. My parents had absolutely nothing to pay and time was going. I mean, the way God provided school fees for me on that Friday and how I was able to take the money to the bank to pay him before closing hour. It remains a miracle that I don't know how, I cannot explain it. 
You know what made the, the psalm? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made it so real to me. That want means I shall not lack. I shall not, you know, be so broke and so empty that I will have to beg somebody for bread. It's really been wonderful. In terms of provision, I give God a million percent and even more. He's faithful. Glory be to God. Uh, on this episode, we would actually like to, you know, talk more on uh, probably if you have such experience, we would like you to share your testimony in that regard about uh, disappointments. Has there ever been a time you felt disappointed or someone disappointed you? If there are moments like that, one would like you to share with us and tell us how God helped you to overcome such situation. So I believe that, uh, you know, people are going through a lot of things. Then I believe, because I've been, I've been a product of what I'm about to share right now, I've listened to testimonies that uh, in turn, I was, or I became victorious. All right, I used to share this, but I'm just going to make it uh, very brief. As I was growing up, uh, there's a group of people that used to come to our house for Bible study. So... One faithful Thursday, someone shared his testimony that uh, he was about to cook and uh, he realized that uh, there's no kerosene in the kerosene stove. Uh, he got the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He poured water into the kerosene stove. Miraculously, it worked. Like, how can someone pour water in kerosene? I was very young, but that testimony registered in my mind. Now, as an adult now, about uh, three years or four years ago, I was cooking as well in my kitchen. Then I realized the the gas in my cylinder would not be enough to complete what I was cooking. Then I was still single. And uh, the fact is that uh, whatever I cook that night is what I would take as dinner and breakfast uh, in the morning. The point is, I just have to get the food cooked. In that moment, I, I remember the brother's testimony that through the inspiration of Holy Spirit, I was led to kneel down and lay my hands on the gas and I prayed. And as soon as I finished praying, I got the leading of the Spirit that I should never come back to check. I should go into the room until he instructed me. And I just obeyed. To my greatest surprise, the food was well cooked. After about uh, 25 or 30 minutes thereabout, to crown it all, about a week later, God provided a great or a bigger cylinder for me. And so now, that's what I'm using. Now, I share that to actually give a foundation that uh, whatever we heard as a testimony of people, there is a way, there is power in it. Is that, it has a way of encouraging us in moments of despair. So if you have ever experienced disappointment, tell us about it and how God helped you to overcome we never can tell. That might be the solution someone is waiting for out there. So we'd like to hear from you now. Okay. So talking about um, disappointment. Sincerely, I would say I am someone who doesn't really expect much from people personally. Because probably because of how I was raised. I just believe whatever my parents cannot give me, I don't have the right to um, expect anybody else to give it to me. Um, the, like the experience I shared earlier when 
I was in school and there was nothing, absolutely nothing for me to even survive on. I mean, even in terms of food, in terms of books and all of those things that students need. It was just by divine providence that I was able to, you know, get the few things I was able to get. So I really don't look at people as this person will help me. I just, uh, I just told God, if you don't help me, there's nobody to help me. My father can't even help himself. Or, and how would he even help me? He can't, we, they can barely even eat at home. <laughs> so what would they send? But, you know, sometimes we go to church and somebody will just say, oh, how are you doing? And they'll just squeeze one or two notes mm. into yeah. their power. Believe me, those 500 Naira notes, 200 Naira notes, they squeezed into my palms then. <laughs> if I tell you I lived on them for like a whole week, you would not believe it. Mm. I would still ration the money, pay for transport to school. I was just surviving. I was just living, like living on whatever. And mm. God was faithful. Sincerely, God was faithful. But looking at people to say, maybe this person is going to assist me or anything, I never had that mindset. I had uncles and aunties that I could call to ask for help, but I just felt, no, they are not responsible for me. My parents that are responsible for me, since they can't help me, well, let God just do his thing. And God has really been faithful. I remember when I was about to get married as well. It was in COVID 2020. In my at my job, my salary was divided into two. My husband was trying his best also to, you know, meet up with the expenses, traveling. For even traveling, they had already multiplied the transport by two or three. And we just had to travel, you know, for the intro- introduction, engagement and everything. But God provided it in a wonderful way. We did not have to take loans. Yeah. I can go on and on and on. And I can just say God is faithful. When it comes to anything in my life, I trust yeah. that this God, he won't fail me. All right. That's wonderful. So I, I, I would like you to share with our audience, how do you stay positive? You know, we live in a world where we are faced with a lot of challenges, distractions, and uh, a lot of noise, so to say. So how do you stay as a Christian now? What are the things that help you to stay positive? Thank you. Um, positivity for me is a state of mind of, of the mind. And it's a choice. Every day we need to wake up and make that choice. At a point in my life, I decided I wouldn't be following trending news. Because it's like every day you put on your radio or your TV or your phone, it's another bad news on top of another. Especially because of the kind of environment we live in. But one thing is sure. There's a saying that says that regardless of who is president, Jesus is still the king of kings. So whenever it is big, whenever everything is down, it seems like there's no future, no hope, nothing. I just remind myself about the word of God. There are several scriptures that will come to mind. Like the one I shared before, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There's the one that says, um, the God of Jacob is my refuge. You know, several scriptures that you just use to strengthen yourself. As the Bible says, and David strengthened himself or encouraged himself in the Lord. Because if you don't do that, sincerely, depression is is literally moving around, looking for whose life to sit on. Exactly. But when you remind yourself of the promises of God, when you say, um, 
he's the one that provides for you remind yourself that we said we should cast our cares on him because he cares for us um different promises of god regarding different areas even in the terms of healing in the terms of provision it might even be a song i don't know for me songs inspire me a whole lot Mm. one line of a particular song might just keep coming to my heart and that will keep me going for days and before i know it the cloud of discouragement or sadness would have just been lifted up by the power of god so for me i think that's the only way and it's an everyday thing what worked yesterday might not work today might not work tomorrow that's true that's just true. have to keep doing it yeah that's true so uh okay this question is uh a bit to also know more of you which of these do you do more do you, do you worship do you think you, you, you your person that is given to worship prayer or fasting which of these do you do most or do you do more okay personally i believe in worship and prayer for fasting i do it once in a while but since i um got pregnant and put to bed i've not even had the time to fast because of the peculiarity of the condition i also believe in fasting too but for if a while now i've not been able to engage in it but god knows our individual situations so he knows that if i decide to fast now <laughs> i'll be starving no more we advise you to do such now okay so as we wrap up now now what would be your advice to our listeners first to those that are trusting god for provision now you've talked more of how god helped you showed up for you in uh in a multiple uh, multiple ways so what would be your advice first to those that are looking up to god for provision and two you did share something profound how god came into your life and made the difference for those that are actually you know they have what we call limitations they are what we call weaknesses uh, because if you you've shared with us that uh after salvation god took away the spirit of anger now people might be in that situation they just feel bitterness so i mean welling up in their in their hearts you know what would be advice for this category of people um i'll tell people that there's nothing god cannot do there's nothing god cannot fix and god is still in the business of fixing you know when something is bad you look for a a technician that can fix it and he will fix it god is the one that can fix our lives if you're struggling with a weakness or some certain hidden things god can definitely give you the victory all you need is to take out time in prayer if only we would take our time to pray mention that particular thing to god and we hear god on it sometimes we drop our prayers on god and we walk away and say we have prayed but in order to pray through like pray through to victory we need to hear what god is saying about that thing like what's god saying is god asking you to do a certain thing is he asking you to do away with something is just asking you to do a particular thing to get total victory on that particular issue so it's still God that will give the victory at the end of the day. And for those that are trusting in God for one provision or the other, sincerely look for a promise of God and anchor your faith to it. You can find one or two scriptures, anchor your faith to it. Trust me, before you know it, 
In fact, you get you will soon be the one encouraging other people. Remind yourself that God will give you victory in this area or in yes. the other area. You surely give victory in the one that you're trusting in. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for coming on board on this episode of the Sabbath Podcast. We did enjoy what you shared with us. And we're praying that God will make your testimony to be permanent in Jesus' name. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Thank you so much. Before 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 we wrap up properly, what will be your final word or be your final word on this episode, Ma? Um, I would like to encourage fellow Christians on this uh, pilgrimage that regardless of the challenges we find on our way, we will not miss it to we'll get to our destination, which is at home with the Lord, and we will hear that final welcome. Thou good and faithful servant in Jesus' name. Amen. And that is so profound. Thank you so much. Oh, we are super excited to have you join us once again. And you've heard it from my guests today. How God wiped away the bitterness after she opened the door over us to Christ. And that is very profound. And that she has also walked us through how she enjoyed God's provision. And this is tell us that there's nothing God cannot do. And she did make a profound statement that God is still in the business of fixing people. Whatever may be the case, whatever may be what you are passing through. I want to assure you on this episode that God can do it. And he will definitely show up for you. Thank you so much for listening. I would like you to please share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed, kindly reach out to us so that we can share your testimony with others. And uh, we keep, you know, repeating a ripple effect of positivity in our world. My name is Fatima Michael Alainta, and this is the Sabbath Podcast, overcoming through the power of testimony. Until I come your way next week with another beautiful and wonderful guest, God bless you. The Sabbath Podcast The palm of cleared for the wounded The ray of hope for the hopeless The light for those in darkness The voice of infinite possibility The Sabbath Podcast Overcoming through the power of testimony